0: Germany, a European country who has not been in the best spotlight over its history. You know, that that, that that famous, that crazy guy with the mustache probably did him in a lot. And also the fact that during this time in August 1988, one of the most peculiar situations happened in German history, not even just German history, but just the history of the world. Never before have we seen a crime being broadcast, being committed on live television. It it, it was never a situation where reporters were following the situation as it occurred. Reporters were actively interviewing the hostages, actively interviewing the abductors while they had guns pointed at the hostages throats. Never before had germany seen such incompetence by the police i mean probably i mean in munich but we ain't gonna talk but that's that's another video but we're gonna talk about the glad the gladbeck hostage crisis of 1988 um before we start this video i just want to thank everyone for the support if you see a spot here on my forehead it's the sunlight bro sunlight peeking through my blinds but i appreciate all the support you know But let's start with the perpetrators of said crime. Hans Jurgen Rosner was born on February 17, 1957 in Gladbeck, Germany, growing up with three older brothers and a younger sister. His father, who was a World War II veteran, was violent and physically abusive to him and his other family members. He was taught how to shoplift by one of his father's friends at the age of nine. He had his first actual conviction at the age of 14 for theft. Uh, By his late 20s, he was a career criminal, having committed several thefts and burglaries, spending a total of 11 years in prison. In August 1986, he violated his parole and hid out at his sister's house. A year later, he moved in with his girlfriend, Marianne Loblick, and her daughter, Nicole. His ex-wife, Ursula, actually tipped the police off regarding where he was. and He was going to be arrested on the 16th of August, but this was the day where he actually robbed the bank. Diner Dagowski His accomplice was also born in Gladbeck, Germany on June 4th, 1956. Fifth child in a family of six children. He experienced domestic abuse as a child, causing him to develop a violent and antisocial character. He met Rosner in a special education school as they were growing up, and he regularly committed minor crimes as a teenager, but was arrested at the age of 15 for stealing sedative drugs. He later started stealing cars and developed an alcohol problem and addiction Vesperax. He met Rosner again in 1983 in prison and he agreed to be the accomplice of this bank robbery on the premise that they would use the money to establish their own car recycling business. But it is noted that Dagowski's IQ was very low and it seems that Rosner took advantage of him because he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. It says his IQ was a 79. So you know, I think Rosner definitely took advantage of that. Third and final accomplice, Marianne Loblick was born on April 14, 1954 in Bremen as the second of eight children. In her late teens, she actually became pregnant with her first child, marrying the father. A few years after her daughter was born, Layla, and also noted that her daughter did have intellectual disabilities she caught her husband cheating with her best friend filing for divorce in 1975 while pregnant with her second daughter nicole she married her second husband in 1976 and they moved to gladbeck when they they opened a bar then she met ralph lobley and divorced her husband in 1978 to marry him so this is her third marriage giving birth to a son named pierre the couple worked as some taxi drivers for a while but she was over overall she was unsatisfied with this so she left her husband to be in a relationship with Hans Jürgen Rosler. Now, before we go into like the actual specifics of what happened, I'm just going to give an account. I'm going to say my piece, probably like a still picture, and then I'm probably going to show a small bit of footage cuz like the only way I could get footage is from the Netflix documentary cuz they don't they don't Apparently the German media does not want this out. We're gonna see a small bit of footage. I'm not gonna to put too much cause I don't know what the copyright things are with Netflix. This is what happened on the first day of August 16th. In the morning, two armed and hooded offenders broke into the branch of the Deutsche Bank in the district of Retner Nord in Gladbeck before the bank even opened. At 8.04 in the morning, the police were called and the bank was surrounded. Rosner and Nagowski got out of the bank when they saw a parked police car. So they went back in the bank they took two of the clerks hostage, and they demanded a car and ransom money. And firing their guns several times in the air to try to scare the people. A radio station was actually the first to, act, to conduct an interview with these people, these abductors, while they were in the bank holding people hostage. After hours of negotiation, they were given three hundred thousand DM. that stands for Deutsche Marks, which was the currency that Germany had until nineteen ninety. Then they then they uh then they converted to the euro in two thousand two. But they gave them 300,000 Deutsche Marks in a white Audi 100. At 9.45 p.m., the getaway started. With both of the bank employees held hostage in the Audi, Marianne Loblick joined them as they had two hostages in the car. So now it's three captors, two hostages. August 17th, second day, after driving into Bremen, the abductor stopped in the district of huckle ride and hijacked a public transit bus with 32 people on board the media were actively interviewing the abductors and the hostages at this time like the police were nowhere to be found sometimes when the hostages would come out hans would have a gun to their throat on live air while they're being interviewed by mobs of reporters i can't even imagine having a gun to my throat and being asked to answer questions about from some weird reporter (laughs) They released five hostages after a while and then they drove to the autobahn service area of, if I pronounce this wrong, I'm sorry for my German people, Grunbergs, Grunbergsee. They released the two bank clerks that they first abducted in the beginning. So they were stopped at the gas station and Loblich had to use the bathroom. So the police took this as an opportunity to arrest her. When Dagowski and Rosner found out that she was arrested. They demanded an exchange. Rosner was livid. They threatened to kill a hostage for every five minutes that they didn't bring Loblik back to the bus. After the police didn't meet their demands, unfortunately, they shot 14 year old, a man Emanuele de Gorgi, who was apparently trying to protect his sister. The police were actually going to release Loblik, but she didn't get released because one of the handcuff keys broke and it was just poor communication all around by the police department uh emmanuelle actually died in the hospital two hours later and the bus took off and was headed towards the netherlands where another police officer was actually killed in a car accident chasing the bus and it was also later found out that like via the autopsy of Emanuele that his death could have been prevented but As soon as they took him off the bus, the mob of journalists and reporters swarmed him and they blocked the paramedics from even doing their job. Okay, the last day, August 18th. At 2.30 a.m., the bus crossed the border into the Netherlands. And at 5.15 a.m., they released two women and three children because the Dutch police would not negotiate with them while they had children on board. At 6.30 a.m., they were given another car. This is a BMW 735i. But the car was rigged with a shutoff switch so that the police could remotely shut the engine off. After stopping at a pedestrian area in Cologne at 10.30 in the morning, the car was mobbed. Like the car that they were in was mobbed. It was Rosner, Dagowski, Loblick, and two other hostages in the back. They were mobbed. Reporters even offered to give these abductors directions they were going to give them photos of the police officers so they know who tricked them if they were while they were negotiating like the balls of steel this reporter by the name of udo rebel actually got inside the vehicle with the abductors literally giving them directions to a nearby rest stop forcing the one woman in the back whose name was silk bischoff forcing her in the back to scoop even closer to Dagowski, who still had a gun pointed to her throat the entire time. So he forces his way into the vehicle, and now there's four people in the back of the car, of this small BMW, and they're all squished in there. The chase eventually ended on the A3, close to Bad Hanef. A a police car actually rammed the BMW, and the car stalled, and a a gunfight ensued, where actually one of the hostages managed to escape. Unfortunately, Silk Bischoff, the young lady who was seen on live air trying to give interviews, choking up with a pistol to her throat, she was fatally shot in the heart and she died instantly. After a while, the abductors were actually arrested, but the crazy thing is, the incompetence of the police shows up again. The remote control that was specifically designed to shut down the BMW if they tried to escape. The police forgot to bring it with them so they couldn't use the shutoff switch. So probably Silk could have still been alive if they kept the shutoff switch. In the aftermath of this, loblick was sentenced to nine years in prison. Dagowski and Rosner were both sentenced to life in prison although Dagowski did get out in 2018 after 30 years in prison on parole. For some reason, Udo rebelled. The journalist that actually Got in the car with them. He was commended by the judge for preventing a bloodbath on the way to Cologne. I personally don't understand how you can commend that, but okay. But after this incident, the media came under immediate scrutiny because they directly interfered with police investigation. They put hostages' lives in danger. They were they were aiding in a robbery. Like there was even a rumor where one of the reporters were saying to Hans, put that shooter to her throat again. I still need that picture. After this, interviews with hostage takers during hostage situations were banned altogether in Germany. But this also shed a light on how incompetent the police were. Because during the whole ordeal, the abductors talked more with reporters than the actual police. I want to give my end synopsis of this. They were reporting every detail on the air as it was happening. Oh look, the hostage has this gun, he's pointed at this. We're we're capturing him on air. Like, they're literally capturing him on air trying to shoot somebody's window out from the bus. They captured him trying to do that. Like, he's conducting interviews with the media with the pistol in his hand with hostages literally right there on the bus. Everyone can see this. Conducting interviews while having a gun right here on hostages. He's sitting there, and she has to sit here and just try to remain calm while it's... while well, it's a hundred cameras on her, while well, it's a gun in her face, while well, the situation is bleak, but I feel like this definitely left a scar on the reputation of Germany for a long time. But again, I don't think a situation like I don't think a situation like this would ever happen again because that would be this situation would be would be nipped in the bud completely, like at the bank, like it would, it wouldn't even have went past the bank. But uh, I kind of wanted to give y'all this video neck like a nice little, you know, a short about a, a crazy event. I kind of want to do like not just focus, not just focusing on individuals, but like certain events, like crazy events that happen, like something like a hostage crisis like this. There was another, again, like the situation in Munich. Um, there are a lot of other. A lot of other hostage situations that we can go over. A lot of other crazy things that happen that we can talk about. But uh, I'm working on the Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy will be done soon. I'm going to drop probably another, a different, like a regular video that I usually drop on Sunday. Just letting y'all know. But I thank y'all. I appreciate y'all for the support on this. But I'm out. Peace.